The Dallas Stars are back in action tonight. And to prepare for this game, we'll talk about what to expect in this matchup, but also show some love to one of the most underappreciated guys on the team in Ty Delandria. We'll do all of this and more on this Friday episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, Coming to you on this Friday, March 31st. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making the Locked on Stars podcast your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice on YouTube. We're free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Thank you guys for the continued support. For another very good week here at Locked On Stars. Got a game on tap tonight. The Stars head to Mullet Arena for the final time this season. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but I wanted to start off talking about a player who I feel like he gets thrown into the discussion, gets thrown into the discourse every now and then this season. But I feel like he, at least on this podcast, has not really had a moment to shine. And I'm, of course, talking about Dallas Stars forward. Ty Delandria, who who I think in my head fits in pretty well with some other really good storylines from around the Stars roster. He just hasn't been at the forefront because he hasn't been quite the biggest story. Of course, you have Jason Robertson, who has now scored 40 goals in consecutive seasons, looking to set the new record for the most points scored in a single season by a Dallas Stars player. You, of course, have the story of Wyatt Johnston, who has more goals than years lived and his first year in the NHL. Uh, incredible stuff. Jamie Benn on his resurgence. Miro Haskinen setting new career highs in just about every statistical category. But then you have a guy like Ty Delandria, who has just very quietly and, and somewhat subtly had a very solid and very productive season for the Dallas Stars. And Delandria has had quite the journey getting to this point of being a consistent piece on this Stars roster. We all know that Delandria was the Stars' first-round pick in 2018, drafted at 13th overall. Only one other player from that NHL 2018 draft class from the Stars has seen NHL minutes, and that, of course, is Riley Damiani, who was taken way later in that draft. He has seen seven games of NHL experience. He and Delandria, the only two from that draft who have played for the Stars, in the NHL, but Delandria was an electric prospect coming out of the Ontario Hockey League, scoring 70 points in only 47 games in the 1920 season before things got shut down with the Seattle Thunderbirds. He would make his NHL debut with the Stars in the 2020-2021 season. He would get 26 games of action with the Stars in that season following the, the run to the Stanley Cup Finals, where he posted three goals, two assists, and five points in total. And in all reality, he likely was not really supposed to be playing in the NHL that season. Uh, I, I mean, I think you could have made an argument that he could have been a 
you know, fourth line guy, kind of what we've seen Freddie Olofsson, Freddie Karlstrom do this season, uh, Matte Blumel, guys like that that come in and get some minutes and play a little bit, but you're not really expecting them to be a key piece to the offense or a key piece to the game plan night in and night out. But Delandria was having to play more games than probably expected because uh, of the star's circumstances, which was half the roster still injured and nursing some wounds after that run to the Stanley Cup Finals. And so uh, Delandria, as well as several other Dallas Stars players, got an opportunity to play and compete at the NHL level, while it might not have been ideal in the moment for the Stars in terms of looking to make it to the playoffs and have success as a team in the win column. I think that moments like that have paid dividends now, and Ty Delandria especially is a better player because of that experience. After spending the next season in the American Hockey League, the 21-22 campaign, he did make an appearance in Game 7 of the Stars' playoff series against the Calgary Flames. The Stars, of course, did lose that matchup, but if you remember, Delandria, while he didn't record a point, he played very, very well and seemed to play with a decent amount of poise and confidence despite playing uh, in one of the most meaningful games of his young and early NHL career in a hostile environment, in the Saddle Dome, in the playoffs. Not an easy place to make your NHL playoff debut, but after that performance, people expected him to be in the running for an NHL roster spot full-time with the Dallas Stars, and those expectations continued to snowball as he had an excellent training camp, excellent preseason, and now he's come out, and he was at one point this season a part of debatably, you know, the second-best line on this Dallas Stars roster with, of course, Jamie Benn and Wyatt Johnston before injuries and trade deadline moves that have shuffled some pieces around. That it was kind of like you had Hintz, Pavelski, Robertson, and then you had those three. You had Ben uh, doing his thing, you know, having his resurgence, his renaissance. You had White Johnston scoring goals left and right uh, and making an impact as a 19 year old. And then, in, kind of in the middle of it, you had Ty Delandria, who isn't necessarily a veteran, but also wasn't a like raw rookie like White Johnston, who had no NHL experience prior to this season. And so he was kind of that middleman, but he just found ways to be very effective, uh, whether that was making passes, uh, checking hard, and getting the occasional goal. His numbers haven't been staggering this season. Eight, nine, eight goals, 19 assists, 27 points in total. seems like he can very well get to that 10-goal marker, which would be pretty nice to have yet another Dallas Stars player join the ranks of double-digit goal scorers this season. Not quite sure if they'll get there. There's not a ton of games left, and uh, he's not necessarily at a pace per se to get to 10 goals but it could very well happen he only needs two to go but he's really just done so many other things well for this team outside of just goals and assists he wins 52 percent of his face-offs he's third on the team and shorthanded time on ice he isn't afraid to get his hands dirty he's a tough guy we saw him the other night in chicago uh, get into a fight. It didn't necessarily end very well for him, but I think that says a lot about him that he was willing to take on that fight. And I can't imagine he's going to lose too many of those throughout his career. But he's just a guy who, like I said, isn't afraid to get down and dirty, not afraid to drop the gloves. And also is just an incredibly tough player. I feel like it's a contest between uh, Ty Delandria and Mason Marchment to see which Dallas Stars player can get knocked over more often by the opposition. Uh, but you always see both of those guys typically jump right back up, including Ty Delandria. He takes a lot of shots, but he's always very quick to get back up on his feet and get back involved 
in the play. I think he has the potential to be a Max Domi type player, a guy that at the end of the day, NHL players hate going up against. I mentioned yesterday on the episode on our show that uh, Max Domi sat down with Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet on 32 Thoughts, the podcast, and they had a great conversation. Another thing that they mentioned uh, was, you know, how often title Andrea gets, you know, people say like, Oh, I, like people on the stars, like as he got to Dallas and joined the team, they said, Oh, I'm glad you're on our team. Now we hate going up against you. We hated having to play, play against you. You're so difficult to play against. And I feel like title Andrea could eventually earn that reputation around the league. Uh, and maybe he's not quite as feisty at first as Max Domi, but I think he could get to that level. And, and I think it makes sense because both guys also do share a similar build around 195 pounds. Ty Delandre is a couple inches taller, but I think that that could be his potential. I don't really know if we'll see him get to the points and goal scoring level of Max Domi, although I think that could certainly develop. I mean, he still has a huge chunk of his career ahead of him and still a relatively fresh player to the league is tied to Landria. So I think that's just going to come with time and experience and potentially some new line mates at the start of next season. But I think tied to Landria deserves some recognition just for the chaotic route that he took to get to this point. And he's just been a, a somewhat quiet and consistent player for this Dallas stars team. He hasn't missed a game. Hasn't missed time with injury. He's in the game, in the lineup every single night. And it seems like he's a guy that is gained respect in the locker room. I think he's going to be a nice, valuable piece to this team down the stretch and in the playoffs, even if he isn't always getting the spotlight or the attention. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll shift our attention to tonight's game, the Dallas Stars taking on the Coyotes for the final time this season. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Locked On Stars. I'd like to thank you again for making the Locked On Stars podcast your first listen every single day. Dallas Stars returning to action, returning to the road tonight in Arizona. Uh, they technically have been, quote-unquote, in the middle of a road trip, but I found out doing some research before this episode that the Dallas Stars actually returned home after their win in Chicago on Tuesday night with a few days in between their next game, which is today in Arizona at Mullet Arena. Stars had some time to return home to practice on their home turf on their home ice, get to sleep in their own beds, uh, and get prepared for this game against the Arizona Coyotes. Yet another game where the opponent is not necessarily a daunting opponent, not an overwhelmingly you know, dramatic game on tap, I imagine, but still a very important game for Dallas as they seek to get two more points in their quest to reclaim the top spot in the Central Division. But coming home, I think, is huge. Getting to practice at in Frisco at the Comerica Center 
massive for this team, a place they're familiar with and not having to be on the road for quite as long. And then they'll be on the road quick this weekend and then a quick turnaround after Saturday's game in Denver, heading back for a game on Monday with the Nashville Predators. But it's nice that they got to come home and they get to reset and look for an opportunity to repeat what they did Tuesday night in Chicago. The Stars taking on a team that is in a very similar space as the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks had lost five straight games going into their matchup with the Stars. The Arizona Coyotes fit that criteria as well. They've lost five straight games, although I do think this will be a little bit more of a challenging matchup as Arizona has made it a little bit more of a habit down you know, the majority of the season, but especially down the stretch to make good teams uncomfortable at times. Uh, even with some of these losses, some of them have been close. Some of them have gone to overtime. Some of them have gone to shootouts, whereas Chicago was just outright losing by four or five goals in regulation. We know what the Coyotes bring to the table. They're not a good team in terms of record, but of the worst teams in the NHL, they're one of the best, if that makes sense, because they play uh, with heart. They play with tenacity. They play with intensity, led by guys like Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller, who is quietly having one of the best seasons amongst forwards in the NHL this season, just not getting a lot of recognition because his team hasn't necessarily been relevant since around Thanksgiving. So we know those guys are both dangerous. Both of those guys recorded a point last time these teams met in Dallas, a game where the Coyotes jumped out to an early 2-0 lead before the Stars eventually clawed their way back to get that 4-2 win. And the Stars should, again, like Chicago on Tuesday, win this game. They match up very well in all aspects of this matchup. All they have to do is just repeat the process. Take care of business. Don't overcomplicate things. Make smart passes. Play smart defense. Give your goaltender a chance to win the game, but also give that goaltender the adequate offensive insurance that they need. It's going to be another weird game. I remember how weird it felt watching this game on TV the first time these teams met when they met at Mullet Arena, but the Stars dominated that game 7-2. to two. But it just felt weird watching because Mullet Arena is not your typical NHL arena setup. And so that makes the broadcast even a little bit goofy at times. But, I mean, the Stars are accustomed to playing on the road and doing so very well. They have one of the best road records in the league this season. And I expect that to be on full display during this game Friday night in Arizona. The Stars, I expect them to be professional about it. And I expect them to approach this game similarly to how they did against the Blackhawks on Tuesday. A strong attack, hopefully a four or five goal outing for the offense, and hopefully not too much work to be done for whoever is in net for the Stars. But this should be a fun matchup, and hopefully one where we'll see the Stars get two points. We're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about some homecomings for some guys on the Stars roster. A few Arizona Coyotes are former Arizona Coyotes making their return to face off against their former team. All right, everybody, we are closing out this episode of Locked On Stars, talking about a few guys who are former members of the Arizona Coyotes organization making their return to the desert. Not their first return to the desert since leaving the Coyotes, but still always meaningful to come back and play against your former club. We know that Scott Wedgwood is on this trip with the Stars, but we don't necessarily know if he'll play yet. At the time of recording this, Matt Murray is still on the roster. He has not been loaned back to the Texas Stars in the AHL. But I have to imagine, I'm going out on a limb and assuming we're going to see some kind of backup goalie in this game, whether it be Matt Murray or whether it be Scott Wedgwood. But if Scott Wedgwood's on, why? well, and I guess now the trip, 
you know, they went back to Dallas, but still Scott Wedgwood went to Chicago with the team. So why would you bring him on that trip? And I imagine he's going to be, if they brought him to Chicago, why wouldn't they bring him to Arizona and Colorado unless he's healthy and ready to go? That's just my speculation. But regardless, if it's Wedgwood, great. If it's Matt Murray, I think it's a good matchup for him and he, and he fits pretty well uh, into what the stars would try to do in this game. But I'm just going to, again, go out on a limb and assume that Scott Wedgwood is going to get the start. I know Pete DeBoer likes to, you know, lean into the storylines of that, of if a guy's returning to a place they played in before, they get the start. We saw Max Domi be a part of the starting lineup on Tuesday in Chicago. We've seen Pavelski be a starter in San Jose, so on and so forth. It's a homecoming for him. Uh, his se- It would be also Scott Wedgwood's second game in Mullet Arena this season. I mentioned that game earlier, back in November, when the Stars won 7-2. to two. That was actually right after Jake Gottinger got injured, and Scott Wedgwood was having to fill in on his behalf and that was one of one of, if not the very first game after that Ottinger injury. And Scott Wedgwood was incredible in that game against the Arizona Coyotes. Would be an ideal scenario for him to come in and play if this is his return to the Stars lineup. He has not played since February 18th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Would be very nice to see him get back in the saddle and see him get reacclimated here with only a small handful of games left and then the postseason right around the corner. In a perfect world, you don't need Scott Wedgwood. You don't necessarily want to see him in the playoffs, but you'd like him to be sharp and as ready as possible if the worst happens and you need him to play a game for you or several games for you in the postseason. But it's not just Scott Wedgwood. We know that Max Domi, former Arizona Coyote, will be matching up against his former team uh, for the second consecutive game. He, of course, was a former Blackhawk and also a former Arizona Coyote. Actually was drafted by the Arizona Coyotes and played for them in Arizona from 2015 to 2018 before making his way around the league to a few different teams. But it all started for him with the Yotes and the Coyotes do look drastically different now than they did back when Domi was there. But regardless of the personnel, coaching staff, front office, players always enjoy getting to go up against their former teams. And I imagine for Max Domi, especially the team that drafted him, where his career started. And he's come a long way since those days in Arizona, although he was a pretty darn good player when he was sporting the Coyote on his sweater. But this is still an exciting game. I know, again, the opponent, not necessarily the most enticing matchup, but still a game that very much matters and one that we should be excited to watch. And another test for the Stars to show that they are dialed in and focused and they are getting up and playing, not to the level of their competition, but playing in order to win and claim two points. They have an opportunity at four total points over the next two days, and they must absolutely pocket these first two. And then, you know, worst case scenario, they lose Saturday, but hopefully they can get at least one in Colorado on Saturday, if not both. Going to be much easier said than done uh, to go into Paul Arena on day two of a back-to-back in Denver. But this Dallas Stars team, again, is excellent on the road. Didn't necessarily play very well against the Avs earlier this season in Colorado, but this is a different stretch in the season, and there's a lot more on the line this time around. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice or on YouTube. Uh, you can find us where we're free and available, no matter where or how you choose to listen is what I was trying to say there. You can also find us on social media at Locked On Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane Double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. We'll be back here on Monday 
talking about these games from the weekend and getting you set for a busy week ahead because after the, the busy weekend, Friday, Saturday games, the Stars are right back at it Monday night as they host the Nashville Predators for the fourth and final matchup with their division rivals this season. But I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday.